Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Welcome to the Braun Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you? And ha ha ha, I'm finally Twitter verified. <laughs> yes, my, uh, uh, my mentions on Twitter went slightly wild uh, this morning after you CC'd me in on uh, your, <laughs> I'm going to say, boastful message about you uh, finally getting boastful. Twitter verified. It's been a long road, Chris. It's been a long road, and uh, you finally got that little blue tick next to your name. How does it feel? How do you feel? Relatively anticlimactic, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, way. you've been, you and Joey have been bullying me for like three years <laughs> about it. Connor got it like three months ago. He's like, oh, I'm verified. <laughs> I only hang with people that are verified. Fuck you. I've got it now. <laughs> I'm the better man. But no, it turns out, I think I'd, um, I think I've been applying for it wrong the last sort of six months because I've applied for it like three times and failed. And right. I applied for it yesterday and got it like straight away because uh, I tried a different tactic. Uh, when you apply for it, you've got to choose what you do and who you are. And hmm. I said, like, I'm a person of interest. It was very vague. Oh, and I never like got it. Criminal. But this time I, I'm, <laughs> and this time I put myself down as a content creator, which is yeah. what I do, I guess. And uh, yeah, yeah, I got it more or less straight away. So maybe it was um, it's- my fault. I don't know. It sounds very much like, well, maybe that option didn't exist when you were applying all those many Possibly, times yeah, yeah. in the past, but it just seems weird that uh, the, the person of interest people uh, don't talk to the content creating people. They just don't, mm. you're not a person of interest. You're a content creator. I mean, where those two <laughs> separate, I do not know. Yeah, you're a person of interest to some people, surely. It's crazy. <laughs> Exactly. So you celebrated by buying, you celebrated by buying a lot of, uh, as the people in the Northeast call it, ket. <laughs> like a I lot did. of that, a lot of food. I mean, I did, I spent like, it must be $50, $100 on uh, like sweets, chocolate, drinks, but it's mainly mm. for a video. Right. A double okay. celebration. <laughs> yeah, celebrating the verified <laughs> thing and also making a video eating my like 25 favorite things from mm. a Japanese convenience store. It's one of those videos <laughs> that uh, I, I'm i not allowed really to do anymore. Whenever I do a video where I'm like indoors, Right. I always get comments like, you're above this now. You should be filming a man carving a sword in courtship prefecture or something. Like, <laughs> I, like, I can't do things like this. I can't do a video where it's just me in a room like, having fun anymore. Eating some stuff, dicking about. Eating stuff. Like, like everyone some else. Some people, 
I know, right? I, I'm going back to basics, but uh, I'm filming in the studio, but the echo is really bad. You probably right. can't hear it on this microphone because it's a super special condensed microphone. But uh, I've mm. had a, it's been a battle. I went through like four different microphones to try and find what was good, and I settled on a lav mic. So I've got a little lav mic on my shirt throughout filming mm. and i hate yeah, it yeah i guess it's but. a smaller aperture i suppose wouldn't it so it's not going to pick up mm. quite so much have you um i was looking at now i obviously um soundproofed my own uh room which was uh kind of uh it was just kind of uh, <laughs> difficult but i managed to get there in the end uh thank the lord um but uh obviously mine's not mine's not a massive studio uh, i did see i think it's linus tech tips it was road testing mm. some kind of new kind of uh soundproofing material uh, on the wall and stuff and i think it's released by like elgato or one uh. of the stream or Streamlab or some kind of company that uh, specializes in uh in doing that sort of thing they uh they've released this new kind of like it's like a hexagonal um mm. bit of acoustic form treatment and apparently it's very very uh, effective according to linus tech tips but he seemed to be testing it properly with special mics and special echo mm. devices and stuff like that I'll definitely need to get it. About, Have a look. Uh, I mean, the, the studio is like a cavern, a cavernous space mm. at the moment. Like half of it's missing. I'm still getting yeah. the um, the main backdrop built, which is the sort mm. of main set, which is going to be like a ramen shop and a little mm. street. Um, but yeah, I need to sort that out because it sounds awful. And it's not been fun <laughs> filming in here, to be honest. It's been well, you can't really have. Well, you can't. It's so difficult because unless you have like carpet down, a lot of soft furnishings, mm. uh, it's really, really difficult, isn't it? I suppose. So yeah, I mean, just get get. You're gonna have to um, put the old and in the old wallet and uh, pick yourself up some uh, some acoustic foam treatment. Unfortunately, been putting my hand in my wallet an awful lot. Sorting out this much, bloody know, studio, right? to be honest. But, <laughs> anyway, it's starting to feel worth it. It's starting to feel yeah. worth it. It's just nice to it have somewhere to film. Like, uh, mm. it's like half past seven here, right at night now. Mm. And whenever I used to do this podcast, I or, or film like at nine p.m., I'd always mm. just not film or do it. I would, I'd get like anxious because mm. you know people can hear your voice through the wall next door. Whereas here, yes, I could be as loud as I want, and it's magical, and I love it. I could do whatever <laughs> I want. I set off your... a bomb. I could <laughs> don't set off a bomb. This is literally <laughs> a recording of you saying you're going to set off a bomb, Chris. In my this studio. is ideal. Acoustic treatment is going to be the least <laughs> of your issues. Um. I guess, have you met any of your neighbours in, in the um, adjoining studios at all? <laughs> I, I Actually, when I, when I was getting some stuff put into the studio, I had the door open. And right mm. now the studio's got a little uh, a, a room around the front door. Before, you would open the front door and you would just be into the, in studio. the studio. Now I've got a little mm. wall built in, so that doesn't mm. happen. But yeah. I did have one guy who stood by the front door while it was open, while I was moving furniture in. And he just stood there, looked at me, shocked and aghast and agog. And he so was like, he went, eh, guy calls you no. I was like, that's a foreigner. I was like, so it's, oh, it is. And he went, oh, and then just walked off. He seemed quite friendly, to be fair. It wasn't like a rude uh, interaction. but It's um, a foreigner moving in. Wow. Foreigner. <laughs> Scum. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. I, I look forward to... Uh, Meetings of the neighbours, bringing them into the videos, roping them into Abroad in Japan. <laughs> It'd be good fun. It'd be good fun. Fun. Well, <laughs> I was. Uh, you've got uh, you've got yourself a new studio, but I uh, witnessed you uh, in uh, with with another 
content creator who may or may not be verified on Twitter, uh, floating around town uh, on Friday night, I think it was, because obviously it was like 11, uh, 11 yeah. 12 o'clock in the afternoon here. Uh, but I think I'm probably cracking on for midnight where you guys were in Sendai. Or oh, you guys were uh, merry, let's say. <laughs> uh. Painting the town bloody purple. Uh, yeah, Norm, Norm Takeo Lens came up mm. and was like, hey, man, let's do a live show. I was like, all right, but we've got to get drunk first. And so we drank loads of cider and various products. And uh, yeah, no, it was actually quite fun. We, I think we did a live stream for about yeah. two or three hours. And it was exciting because mm. Sendai has finally roared back into life since right. the lockdown thing, right? It's finally ended. Um, it's been really sort of depressing the last two to three months because Sendai is just mm. dead after like 6pm. Mm. But that mm. night, it was like the first night that the city was back and we were going down alleyways. Every restaurant was full. It was like a big celebration, like a party almost. And it was kind of fun yeah. to be a part of that. So no, it was a lot of fun. I don't know if you heard, I did. Uh, I spoke Japanese for like the, the first 20 minutes, which I think annoyed <laughs> poor Norm. I uh, pretended to be like a drunken salaryman. <laughs> and then I just decided it was so fun that I didn't want to stop. So right. you, you can go and watch that. Just yeah, absolutely, absolutely hijacking poor Norm's uh, video. But it was very fun. It was good. I've never seen so many people. Uh, I've, I've never seen you with a, um, a cup of a cup of one cup of sake in your hand before. Uh, I've never seen a man uh, be uh, so very merry. But each time when somebody, there it is, there it is in the video, the Jumbo 300 version. Um, is that like a 300 yen version of the one I, cup yeah, sake? Yeah, I'm holding the one why? cup of sake now, guys. And uh, yeah, it's mm. Jumbo. Three jumbo. 300 milliliters of Delicious. one cup sake. The Worst sake, <laughs> no to man. It's awful. But they do um, say that it's good because it gets people into sake. Like, this is, like um, I think the guy I talk about quite a lot, the video game uh, guy uh, Brian Ashcraft, who wrote a book about sake. He lives in um, Kyoto, I think, or maybe Osaka. Uh, and he was sort of saying that I like. He says he has no problem. He has no problem with uh, one cup sake because it gets people drinking sake. And after all, that is his quest. He wants more people to drink sake. So it's a yeah, it's an entry but- level sake. Yeah, but it puts people off sake once you've had it. Right. Like, it is really <laughs> bad. It's so bitter. It's like paint strip. It's like paint stripper filled with sugar. Like, it's <laughs> it's not good. And I've got some now for the video I'm about to shoot after this uh, podcast. And uh, I'm not looking forward to, to drinking it, to be honest, or putting it anywhere mm. near my mouth. But no, I, I don't share your friend's perspective. I think it will put people off, unfortunately. Right, but you've got to try okay. it once. It's a bit you of fun. you got to try it once. It's kind of cool, yeah. isn't it? One exactly. cup sake. It's got to be done. One cup sake. We've got Delicious. a story this week from Ivan from California oh. in USA. He says, Greetings, Pete and Chris. Greetings, Pete and Chris, sorry. Uh, I've been a long time Born Japan subscriber from the teaching swear words uh, to Japanese people era. Oh, God, that was, a, that was a, a long time ago. Mm. 2014. What a day. Um, several years ago, I and another American friend had the opportunity to spend a week uh, a three-week winter break with our Japanese friend at his parents' house in Osaka. Oh. The family was very welcoming and had scheduled several activities for us. We even visited his grandmother's home, and she gave us two very elaborate geisha origami statues. Both of us had a combined year of Japanese study, so we had some difficulty communita- communicating with the family, although our Japanese friend was fluent in English. Mm. Over the following week, the family became more stern with us and started cancelling our planned sightseeing. Oh, God, that's not good. Eventually, <laughs> they told us that we were not respectful since we did not answer the parents in Japanese. Neither of us were confident in the language, but also the parents were lightly conversational in English. We managed the greetings and thanks in polite form. We apologised and 
gambated our Japanese going forward. Alas, we never recovered the relationship. Eventually, <laughs> I was asked to leave the house a week early. Oh, God, this is awkward. As a college <laughs> student, this living situation was my only affordable opportunity to visit Japan and I rescheduled my flight back to the US immediately. The family even retracted the gift from the grandmother. Oh, my God. In public, I've only had the most gracious and polite interactions with Japanese people, including those nice alleyway pub invitations you hear about on the Abroad Japan podcast. Is it common that closer personal relationships may be fraught with conflicts about respect? Since then, I've only visited again as a tourist, so I can only guess about domestic relationships as a foreigner. Is this a usual expectation from older Japanese parents? What might I have done differently without our Nihongo Jozu? Thank you, guys. All the best. <laughs> Ivan from California. Bloody hell. Oh, dear. I think you must have done something bad without realising it, Ivan. Like, told the dad or mum or someone to just fuck off. Well, like, <laughs> it seems like something something has happened here. Like, I've not ever heard of a uh, a Japanese family losing their temper because you didn't speak the mm. language. That's That's very rare. Unless there yeah. was some sort of... They were very uncomfortable about the fact you didn't speak Japanese. I don't know. I, that's really odd. I've never heard of anything mm. like that. What are your thoughts, Pete? What's your I th- diagnosis? I think we, I think we, are, we always sort of kind of assume that um, uh, you will have had to have done something wrong. But look, sometimes families can be dicks. Sometimes people can be dicks. <laughs> I wouldn't worry it's about true. it, to be quite frank. People, people, we assume that everyone's on the level, uh, but that's not always the case. We all know that. So maybe they're just dicks. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, we've never heard a story like that before. So I'm inclined mm. to say... It's that family. Homestay families are usually incredibly accommodating and very nice. So mm. I wouldn't worry. The fact they like took the gift back, though, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty harsh. It is like, a bit rough, isn't it? Snatching that's, it that from doesn't... the clutches of Ivan, his little, little geisha doll. It's awful. <laughs> I wonder how Don't they worry did about that. it. How mm. did they take the origami statue back, do you think? Like, Give it here, Ivan. Cat- like when Top Cat puts um, <laughs> some money in the phone and it's on a string, piece of strings, and he pulls it out. It's, he just add a little thread from the geisha, just pulls it back. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about Top Cat. That was, that was a good show. Good that was Cat. a good show. It was all good. Good old days of Cartoon Network. Um, yeah. Speaking of dicks, or people who don't like other people, there's a story this week. <laughs> that uh, I haven't decided if I agree with it or not yet, or if it's good or bad. Mm. A Japanese ramen shop, and it's to be fair, I don't even know really why it's a big story, but I've seen it around social media a lot. Mm. And uh, that is a Japanese ramen shop has banned YouTubers, the worst Uh-oh. people in society, the they most are. disgusting creatures named to man. Content creators. Unblue tick uh, them. I hate them all. How dare you? Um, one <laughs> popular Kyoto ramen shop, Ginjo Ramen Kubota, uh, has decided to stop its uh, to stop YouTubers from coming in in the most blunt way possible. And they've written a notice saying, concerning YouTubers coming to our shop. Recently, people have come to our shop saying, I'm a YouTuber. I'm going to take some videos. But from here on, we are banning them from coming to our shop. <laughs> it's very vague, isn't it? Um the shop doesn't go into more detail other than that tweet. Um, <laughs> that's it. But based on the clear-cut wording, it's safe to assume they were pushed to the edge by several incidents. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, I, I mean, I, I don't know where the YouTubers were from. They didn't specify if they're foreign or Japanese. Of mm. course, there's a lot of Japanese YouTubers these days going around doing things. Um, and then some people uh, replied 
to this, some other netizens said, a YouTuber came in while I was eating. They didn't shut up, and I was anxious that I might be filmed. It used to be a place I could enjoy my food in peace. No more. Um, others agreed that the shop's policy was not only great, but it was brilliant. Um, mm. Ha, 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 at how straight you're telling them. Our other customers hate them. Let's lock them out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it seems uh, people just hate YouTubers. To be fair, yeah. though, like... I know what they're. I know what they're talking about. I. I am a YouTuber. I am YouTuber. But <laughs> I hate going somewhere and having someone come in and be really loud and ruin mm. the moment. And I think most places in Japan don't want you coming in as a YouTuber uh, because they don't want it. They don't want you to film the other customers. Right? There's mm. a really big thing in Japan about not filming strangers or capturing customers on camera. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Like it makes sense, but. Uh, when I film in a restaurant, a bar, a cafe, whatever, nine times out of ten, I do get permission, and mm. the restaurant sort of gives us the thumbs up, and we choose either a time where there's not many customers, or we go in when it's closed, or we get a little mm. private room, or we sort of stay out of the way, really. Um, it's very rare that uh, a restaurant will give you the green light to film mm. at a busy time amongst a sea of customers. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing something happened, though. What do you reckon, Pete? What do you think? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think someone's dropped a, I don't know, a, a, a lens filter into the soup or something. I don't know. But it is, <laughs> I, I just like the way that they have um, written the very sort of flowery message why they're not allowing YouTubers to uh, come in. Just write a sign saying no YouTubers, don't worry about it. But it is, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess people can be quite excruciating if they've not um, they've not sorted it out with the with the restaurant first. You always sort, sort uh, yourself out with restaurants. Yeah. You, whenever, yeah, yeah. whatever you've been filming, it, invariably you or, or you use a very out of the way sort of bit where you're not with people and and, and people aren't being too boisterous and stuff and well, we filmed in a restaurant we filmed in a few restaurants mm. didn't we and i think yeah for most of them we got permission uh like yeah. the, the wagyu restaurant mm. we got permission there we didn't get permission for the okonomiyaki restaurant but no we were able to film it in such a way in the osaka video where you couldn't see anyone else right so it was kind of yeah. self-contained they're really far and away Hmm. everyone was watching you flop around with your chopsticks chopsticks <laughs> left right and center yeah one day i'll learn <laughs> one day i'll learn how to use chopsticks properly <laughs> don't i don't bank on don't bank on that but uh <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i mean i i i i think i agree with the restaurant I think mm. I'm on their side. I'll give them the yeah. benefit of the doubt. These are all pricks. <laughs> Damn those YouTubers. We'll be back <laughs> with your stories and questions in the fax machine in a moment. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Hazel Hayes. And I'm Sheehan Todd. And welcome to our brand new podcast, We're Not Fucking Historians. It sounds like I'm saying we're not fucking historians. Yeah, we're saying we're not experts. We're not historians ourselves. Not that we're not having sex with historians. No historians getting fucked on this pod. Zero historians getting fucked on this podcast. We are, in fact, your alternative guide to Irish history. Every week we prize open the history books and find a new tale from the Emerald Isle's colourful past. We're exploring Ireland's traditions, its rich heritage and its long, proud history of being invaded by literally anyone with a boat. The Vikings were showing up at the monastery and where's that booty? The earliest booty it's call. <laughs> it's the booty call you didn't want. <laughs> 50 Scandinavian Vikings showed up. Or our biggest celeb, St Paddy. He says he prayed up to a hundred times a day and sometimes during the night. <laughs> That's what a five-year-old would say. I've prayed a hundred times, I swear. Patrick also said he was fastest in his slippers. <laughs> He's a fucking belly bullshitter. If, like us, you're the kind of person who's interested in history but not so interested that you'd go read a book about it or listen to actual experts, then this is the show for you. This is history done differently with a couple of facts and plenty of crack. So, join us on our journey through Ireland's past. Search We're Not Fucking Historians on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we're not, we're fucking, not fucking historians. historians. <laughs> Sorry, I was far too fast there. We're Not Fucking Historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Now we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We've got a quick one from John Wayne, that one. Howdy, Chris and Pete. How are y'all doing? My name is John Wayne Tingley, and I'm a professionally trained actor of eight years from Houston, Texas. How hard is it to get a job working in Japan in the film and media industry as a foreigner? Is my only major obstacle the language barrier? Best regards, John Wayne, presumably, know that one. <laughs> Not that one. I, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, that's a good question. We've hmm. got our, our friend Pete, American Pete, Eccentric mm-hmm. Pete, he's on NHK mm. Worlds, I think, or NHK, mm. doing Cool Japan, which is basically like propaganda. We have to sort of <laughs> talk about how brilliant every facet of Japan is, like a box. Mm. I think there's one show he literally just walked around like Yokohama looking at boxes and talking about how clever boxes, <laughs> cool are, boxes are in Japan. <laughs> cool Japan. If you were here, Pete, I'm cool. sure he would, you would love Cool Japan. <laughs> it would be great fun. <laughs> Propaganda's yeah. never been so much fun, but uh, I, uh, I mean, it's 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 tricky. It is tricky, mm. but not 
too difficult. I, I know somebody that works at Netflix in Japan as well. Um, mm. I'd say you do need to know some Japanese, though. Uh, I really think that will make things a lot easier. Um, mm. But yeah, I know a few people. Um, if you're a professionally trained actor, then something like NHK Cool Japan would be good. If, if Pete loses his job or he gets thrown out, you could take his place, John. Or... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of modelling jobs as well. Yeah, modelling. Um, so you'd, uh, your entry would yeah. probably be through modelling, wouldn't it? Presumably, like a character probably, model. yeah. If you're not a real, but it's a very guy. demanding. Oh, it's very demanding. I, from a lot mm. of models, models I've spoken to in Japan, it's not the best job. But yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think if you're an actor, I would go to to stay in the US or go to the UK or somewhere. I think you've mm. got a much better chance there, um, mm. and maybe come here for a holiday. Uh, we've got one here from Brian. He says, hello, Mr. Chris and Mr. Pete. I'm still planning my itinerary and making preparations for a trip. I'd like to fit in time for several touristy and non-touristy experiences. Is a tea ceremony experience worth the time? Are the three hours for this worth it? I've read about the abbreviated ceremonies as well, though I still worry my attention span won't hold for that either. Regards, Brian from Dayton, Ohio. I will be blunt, Brian. I've never been a big fan of tea ceremonies. It's cool. Like to see it once it is, you know, it's kind of a good one-off thing. Mm. But avoid the three-hour performance. There's only <laughs> so long you can watch someone swirling some tea around in a cup and then pouring yeah. it backwards and forwards four or five times between a kettle and a mug. Like, right. I, I'd say the best experience is just to go to a temple in Kyoto where they serve it and they serve good matcha uh, green tea and they do it in a sort of authentic manner. Um, that's better than, than watching it mm. for three hours. If you're somebody that's really big in tea, big on tea and traditions, then go for it. But yeah, I, I'd, uh, it is kind of touristy though. A lot of the time I, uh, mm. but again, I, I haven't, don't, I only saw it once when I was a student. Sorry. When I was a teacher at school, it's the only time I've seen it. I guess, I guess it's not really your thing, Pete, is it? The tea ceremony, apart from I, I just get, I just get, I, I just have a cup uh, in the hotel room before I leave the house. <laughs> Pete's tea ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Bash out the kettle. Tip yeah. it in a cup. There you go. <laughs> Brian, make your own tea ceremony. Just make your own Who tea, lazy. What lazy boy. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, we got a message from Haroldo. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. My name is Haroldo. Haroldo, uh, rather. Uh, born in Venezuela, but I live in Orlando, Florida. Besides Tokyo, my next bucket list place in Japan is Sapporo. Is there a lot to do in Hokkaido slash Sapporo? Is it worth it going my first trip to Japan? Thanks, you guys. Keep the awesome work, Haroldo. Kind of depends on how long he's got, I suppose, isn't it, Haroldo? Mm. I mean, you're the Sapporo expert. I think you've been there yeah. more than I have. Tell us I've what it is to do. I've been there three times, I want to say. Yeah, you have, um, yeah. One time, uh, I we climbed up a very small bit of mountain and looked over <laughs> uh, a very chilly Sapporo at the time, um, even though it had been like 25 degrees in Tokyo and Osaka, and then, you know, Sapporo was like minus five. It was bizarre. The difference with, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the weather is insane. Uh, and uh, did a bit of bit, played in one of those, um, those uh, baseball batting cages where uh, this machine will throw uh, a ball at you and you've got to hit it as hard as you can, but it really hurts your hands, especially <laughs> if you've had a couple of drinks. I very much enjoyed the fact that when you were in... Um, on the uh, Tokyo Lens Norm uh, show, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, on the on Tokyo Friday, Lens. <laughs> yeah, Tokyo Lens show. Uh, I very much enjoyed the uh, the fact that it, even though it's sort of October 10th, to, it's October 9th to October 10th, um, you were just wearing T-shirts. You weren't wearing a jacket. Yeah. Weird. Crazy, Oh, yeah? mate, it's, 
we're at that point now. It's that crucial week. There are two special mm. weeks every year in Japan. The first yeah. one is in late April where you go from mm. jeans to shorts. And then right. there's a, another week in October where you go from shorts <laughs> back to jeans. And I'm right. still fluctuating between shorts and jeans at the moment. Um, <laughs> but it's nice. What's my favorite thing about Japan at night? Uh, for ho- like half the year, you can go out and it's just nice and mm. warm and pleasant, mm. which we don't ever really have in the UK. Even in the summer, as soon as the sun's gone down, because there's not much humidity, it just gets cold. So it's nice to have a, yes. a warm evening to drink in. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice but, to know. Uh, but, wrap up warm, Haroldo. Wrap up warm, <laughs> Haroldo. But Sapporo's great. I'd, I'd, uh, mm. So many good memories there, and I'd love to go back again soon. Like, uh, yeah, check out our video. Pete and I did one together. I did another one with Natsuki as well, where he got beaten up by like a little stuffed animal. At a chocolate theme park, <laughs> can't watch that. Um, yeah, Sapro's great, fun for the whole family. It's fantastic. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into a Braun Japan podcast at gmail.com, guys. We'll be back to do it all over again later in the week, but for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and uh, go, and, go and follow me on Twitter now that I'm, I'm verified. <laughs> say, go and fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna Build my Twitter. Fuck yourself. Build his Twitter for crying out loud. (laughs) Now, guys, we'll see you later. Have a good one. Ta ta. Am I supposed to be above it? Um, rotated so it's pointing towards me. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.